Episode 130, What to Do with Anxiety. Welcome to Beyond Your Comfort Zone. I'm your host, Cami Banks. I'm a mother of four and a certified life, weight, and triathlon coach. I'm a lover of people, watermelons, and triathlons. I'm here to assist you in losing weight and gaining lasting health. I love helping others improve their food and exercise and get the results they want. And along the way, they become mentally and physically tough. It's a wild and fun ride, and I can't wait for you to be a part of it. Let's go. Hello, everyone. So excited to be here and share my thoughts today. You know, when I do a podcast and, you know, I'm not usually nervous, but when I do a podcast and my heart's racing, and it's so funny what I'm doing the podcast on, that I'm like, oh, it's funny that I would be anxious about doing a podcast. (laughs) And so I'm going to have to use all the tools that I'm telling you today on myself while I'm doing it. And I always say I'm my own best student. So (laughs) here you go. Anyways, just to fill you in on what's happening... Um, when this comes out, our re- retreat will be soon, like within the, within the next week or two. So I'm super excited for everyone that's coming. If you didn't get to sign up and you're wishing that you did, watch out for more Team Elevate stuff happening. And we have retreats. Sometimes they're open to people not inside the team. And sometimes it's open just to people on the team. So watch and see um, who it's going to be open to. But always be paying attention. And if you're not on the team, come on the team (laughs) because then the retreats are free. So, um, and yeah, what else is happening with me? I, when I'm recording this, I have not raised Conan. I'm not sure this is coming out, but I, I, again, have a lot of anxiety going on with that. I was thinking about how funny this comment is. And I have athletes racing as well. And they'll, they're telling me like their nerves are kicking in and their mind is racing. It's funny, right? That we use that word that mind is racing when we're anxious for a race, because we know what racing's like, gets us tired and exhausted and we're working hard. And when we say the phrase, my mind is racing, our mind is racing hard. And that's, that's what happens when we get anxious, right? Those stress hormones kick in, the cortisol levels go up higher. And I want to talk about that in a little bit more detail today, mostly because it's something that I have to work on. And I don't think I'm alone with this. I think anxiety is present in our lives and it's not something that we need to be scared of or hide from. It's just something that I think we need to accept and address and decide how we're going to be intentional when that's here. And I was thinking this example, I was in the pool swimming today and I was thinking about this. I was like, you know, when you're trying to hide from someone, I've never had an invader in my house, but say you have someone that's trying to invade you into the house, come in the house. And so you shut the windows and they see they're trying to come to the windows. You make sure the doors are locked. You make sure there's no way they can come in, but that that's just tiring. It's scary. It's like your heart's racing, all the things, right? If that was really happening, you'd be scared, right? And you would, you're trying to resist the person coming in, all the things. As opposed to if you just, someone knocks at the door and they're like, can I come in and you make friends with them? Right. And you realize it's just a part of them. They're going to come every once in a while in your life. You don't need to hide from them. You don't want to resist from them. You make, make friends as far as you're just like, well, you're here. So we're going to put you to work. Right. And I was thinking about that when anxiety comes into my life is looking at it almost just like, okay, well, I'm going to lean into it. I'm going to say that you're here. I'm not going to resist you. Like I said, all the blinds, all the doors, like around, like hide and all the things. I'm just going to be like, Oh, 
here. And when it gets closer to racing, it gets a lot. <laughs> we become a lot closer, mean anxiety. Um, and when I have things happening in my business and things happening with my kids. And um, yeah, and as I get older, maybe it's because I study it more, but I realize it's it's prevalent in my life. And um, I think I've tried to resist it a lot in my life until I realize that it's just a part of who I am. And if I don't actually want to stay in that stress state, in a chronic stress state where, where my cortisol levels are high all the time, then I need to make peace with the anxiety, right? So that I can actually bring it down and I don't increase my anxiety by trying to hide from it and resist it. That's only going to make my cortisol levels go up higher because my stress level is going to go up higher. And here's a perfect example for a lot of my athletes. Swimming is really scary for a lot of people. Then you get in a race situation where you already have anxiety, you're nervous, which is, which is a normal thing to be nervous before you race. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know, you know, I always say the future is fictional. So you don't know how you're going to get from the start line to the finish line. I mean, you practice and you hope that the things go in place, but there's still a lot of unknowns, right? So of course you have that going into a race, but with swimming, sometimes people get a little more nervous. They're going into a body of water and you don't really get an option. Either you swim or you sink. Right? So you have to do one or the other. So it gets kind of scary when you're nervous because some of the things I experience when I'm nervous, and this is a question that I want you to ask yourself is when I'm anxious, like what are the physical symptoms? And my physical symptoms, my heart is racing. My mind is really foggy. My stomach doesn't get too nauseous, but it kind of just feels unsettled. Right. And I kind of get a little bit more like shaky, a little bit more fidgety. And those are the symptoms I have. And everyone has different symptoms, but collectively those are kind of similar ones. But so if you're getting into swim, you're having a race happen, getting into the water, you start getting nervous. If you have shortness of breath and it starts inhibiting you and you tell yourself not to be stressed, what do you think happens? You get more stressed. And then the physical, your physical state, it does get harder and harder to breathe. And then when you're swimming, it is important that you breathe. So if you can't, all you're doing is actually increasing your stress level, increasing the anxiety. You're trying, you're trying to resist it. And instead of like, just making friends that you're anxious, the race is here and kind of taking some deep breaths to calm yourself down. You exaggerate it and then you make it worse. And then sometimes you will have to stop with the swim, right? So I think this is a technique for, I mean, daily living, obviously. And for anyone that's swimming, anyone that's an athlete to start to realize how are we going to direct this anxiety? When the first step is, is like, first of all, realizing when it's there, right? Realizing when this invader wants to come in to our house and let's not call it an invader anymore, right? Let's just call it, we're going to make friends with it, right? We're going to realize it's here. And what are the signs when they come, you know, what are the signs knowing that it's here? And just so you know, cortisol levels are usually higher in the morning. So it's, it's more normal to feel those anxious feelings in the morning. And when I wake up, I feel them and everything kind of just like comes right at you all at once. But it's also the body system of waking you up. The cortisol levels do come up. So you wake up. That is what you do. And that, that is, we've been talking about sleeping more and titanium elevate, but that is part of the system. But with that cortisol level comes more, come, comes a flood in. And then if we're not mindful of it, then anxiety happens. And when we start noticing that it's happening, then we can kind of get we can become better friends with it, right? So the first thing is, is what, what is happening? And I said some symptoms, a few other things are um, the blood flow is different. I think I mentioned that. And um, the loss, if you have loss of libido, your pounding heart rate, 
you can be a little depressed, like your mood is kind of gloom, um, headaches, irritability. I definitely get irritability, <laughs> breathing problems. And like I told you, I don't really get an upset stomach, but you feel fatigued because that cortisol level is high and it's like it's racing in your head. It's a mental fatigue, right? So, um, and our body doesn't know the difference between a mental and a physical fatigue when it just feels that, right? So that all or think things happening. So for you personally, I would make a list of what that is for you. So you know, you can identify it. You don't need to be surprised by it. Like crap, it's here again. You're like, it's probably going to be here again. <laughs> my friend's getting really close with me, right? When something stressful has happened, it's probably like, I'm probably going to have my friend anxiety around a lot more. And then I like to think of it as if I let my friend in the house instead of like running away from it. I'm like, I'm just going to put you to work, right? I'm just going to have you help me since you're here. I'm not just going to sit here. Like, let's do something. And so that's how I, that's the next thing that I would say to you is when you feel anxious, what do you do to direct that? Right. And that's how I in my life. I've had to figure that out because I do roll with a little bit more anxiety, a little bit more anxious energy. So what do I do with that? Right. If I just stay still is what I really do with it. I just overthink and I just keep ruminating. I have a lot of thought errors and it just circles around, circles around. And if I don't take some sort of action in there, all it does is it just exaggerates all those symptoms that I said. So I found in my life, and this is the thing that you need to do is when you realize it's there, what are some places you can go to, to get, I mean, it's not so much relief, but in, in, a, in a physiological sense is we're trying to bring that cortisol level down. And what do you do? What works best for you? And so that's not, not going to surprise you, but what works best for me is to go move, right? Is to move my body and start getting the all that anxious energy that's out, start moving it, right? That happens with the breathing. It happens as my body moves and it starts releasing some of that energy. And those cortisol levels start to come down a little bit. And one bonus thing is that dopamine will kick in because it's something I like to do. It's something I want to do, right? And my body likes that. But that's why I would tell you to find that. And I've, I've realized with the recovery that I've been on that I used to rely on exercise to be the only thing that would relieve it, right? Well, when I had to pull back and that wasn't really in the cards for me, I had to figure out what else would help me do that. And I figured out like breathing techniques really helped me. So especially in the middle of the night, I can't go on exercise, right? I mean, I could, not going to, but a breathing technique, right? I have a breathing method. And we talk about that in Team Elevate a lot. And even especially in our October month, we're talking about how sleep is a superpower and how breathing is part of that resting and relaxation is what it does. It just has you focusing on your body as the, the breaths are coming in and out. And, and again, in a physiological sense, it's getting out of that parasympathetic. It's getting out of that sympathetic and taking you into the parasympathetic. And that vagus nerve is the one that's it's like a, if you want to think of it this way, it's like a light switch and you have to get it into that parasympathetic. So the breathing is what calms things down. It starts letting your body know it can kind of calm down and those cortisol levels can come down, brings anxiety down that your body can get to rest and digest. That's the parasympathetic. And I've had to do that. Another thing that I, it was kind of ironic when I was starting to figure out all the things that kind of help my anxiety come lower and actually the things that I like to do, which will help those neurotransmitters of the dopamine come into my life. And it was funny that I would be saying this at the same time because I was um, 
when I had my ski accident before I got my surgery, I was remember having this conversation with friends and I didn't know what had happened. I'm like, I'm sure it's going to be fine. I'm sure I'm going to be racing like, you know, in a few more weeks at the world championships in St. George. And that's what I thought. So I'm like, I'm going to talk like, it's not a big deal, but I'm like, you know what I was telling them, but one thing is like exercise used to be everything to me. And that was how I cure my anxiety. And that's how I just, it was just the cure for lots of things for me. But I was like, I have found that connecting with people like through my life coaching and being a coach for moms all over in every aspect of their health journey. I was like, I love that. And there's something that is, it brings my stress level down and it really does those neurotransmitters come in and it really is something I want. It really is a dopamine. Um, it's like more of a constant dopamine hit. It's not a concentrated one and concentrated one would be like eating a bag of sugar. Right. And that's a huge concentrated hit of dopamine. (laughs) But I found that like connecting with people and sharing the things I've learned is like, it's a constant dopamine. It's more of a well-being, and I really love it. And so even when I'm anxious, I know that like when I coach, when I get into my business and I love it. And it's kind of a double-edged sword because sometimes my business does make me anxious because there's a lot of stress that goes with it. But when I pull back to the root of what I love about it, it's working with the people. And another thing I found is that I love and my body feels this this dopamine, this excitement when it comes in is learning any kind of podcast on self-help, anything on health, anything about how to get your athletic performance better. All those things, they are something that I really want. Something that when I um the dopamine centers in my body will light up and I'll get this concentrated hit of it. And I think the the beautiful gift about that is that when it calms me down and I get these I get this dopamine coming into my body. The cortisol levels go down. This comes in. And the best gift is that it doesn't stop because I get to share what I'm learning with everyone in Team Elevate. So it's like another ripple effect. And then I get to see it. And another cortisol level, another um, dopamine level comes in when I see other people, their lives improving, right? So it's like a continued ripple effect. But on the flip side, if we're not careful, when we're going to talk about this too. When we notice we have anxiety, right? We can notice that we have it. Notice that it's here. Make friends with it. That's the first thing. The second thing when it comes in, what do we do to channel that, right? What do we do to not stay in the anxiety? And I, I, I've talked about some things that I do, but if we're not careful and we don't, we're not intentional with what we choose, our body will want to get out of the anxious state. It doesn't necessarily want to stay the high cortisol levels. And there's a lot of ways to get concentrated, like dopamine hits or concentrated ways of feeling better really quick and to get out of that yucky feeling. And so, you know, we turn to alcohol, we turn to porn, we turn to social media, right? We turn to overeating, all these things. And the thing is, is that is actually a huge hit of dopamine. So, we don't notice the anxiety, the cortisol levels will start coming down because our stress will come down if, if we have these neurotransmitters and making us feel good. And like they're hitting us with this, um, with this hormone that makes us feel good, right? Then we, we turn to that. But here's the thing. This is how you can tell. If they're not like continuing to produce something good in your life and there's a net negative, that's something that we want to like use as a red flag. Like this is actually maybe not the best way. It's not the way that's going to bring me well-being. It's just a way that's a temporary fix, but that I'm going to sit in the net negative as soon as that hit's gone, right? As soon as I like figured out how to get out of the anxiety and I hurried over E and I felt good momentarily. But then after that hit's gone, there's no ripple effect for good after that. And most of the time it 
ends up being that we're overweight or uncomfortable in our body, right? Or if we sit on social media, it's a hit because we are like, we get to see what's happening in the world, right? And we we take our mind off, you know, our other problems. But the thing is that we just sit there and scroll and scroll and scroll. We are getting into a virtual world and we're using like our we're kind of having hits in the virtual world and we can't go out and actually feel it in real in real life because there's only a certain amount of like dopamine hits that are going to come in and ways to feel better. So we waste it all in the virtual world, right? And what effect do we have from there? Like what's the positive from that? So that's what I would question yourself about. So finding ways when you have anxiety come, not be scared of it, not be anxious that you have anxiety, right? But say like, what are ways that I, what, what do I do? And how do I redirect this? And how do I intentionally go towards something that I know will work? And when I said, when, you know, that comes into my house and I'm like, I'm going to help, I'm going to have you help me. I like to think that, especially when I have like kind of race anxiety or anxiety, I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to have that little friend of anxiety help me with kind of that extra energy to give me this little extra boost when I'm working out, right? Or this extra little, um, when I feel kind of that bubbly energy, (laughs) that heart rate racing a little faster, I'm like, let's put it to work on my house, right? Let's just start cleaning my house. That's a little bit of a harder stretch for me. But if I want to work in my business, right? I'm like, let's get into the business or let's start like thinking what I can do for clients or I read something in my... um, my, my cortisol levels will start coming down and I can see that my brain gets a little clearer and I can tap into the prefrontal when I start just like doing something that I love. So my suggestion is to you is to figure out what that is. And you know what? At first, you might not be able to know what it is. And at first, it might take time. But if you're aware that it's here, you make peace with it, right? you lean into it, then you can start seeing like, well, what do I do when it's here? So I don't have to stay in that stress state. And it sounds simple because it is, we are creating it with our mind. I'm not talking about a chronic stress or a chronic anxiety. That's a different, and that's um, a little bit past my pay grade. <laughs> We're just talking about when it comes and goes, right? Um, but then we have to commit to trying a few things and see if this will be helpful for us. And since I've had this for a while in my life, I start knowing the things that are helpful for me. And when I start, I mostly can tell when I just start spinning and I have a thought loop and my heart just starts racing. And if I haven't exercised yet, I know that it's time for me to do something. And even at nighttime, so I'll work out in the morning. And when I couldn't work out, you know, I'd, I'd still try to find ways to move after I had surgery, but I'll like make sure I listen to a podcast when I'm not doing that. So it redirects my thoughts to redirects to more of an intentional thinking. I'll have my mind going in towards something it wants, my body moving and they connect and they align. And then at nighttime still, like because with work and my kids and, and training and all the things, I'm still sometimes I notice the cortisol levels haven't dropped like I want them to. And so it's a beautiful gift that I have my dog and I'll go walk my dog. And it's just a time to kind of just unwind and let my body move. And I also will, you know, often listen to a podcast again, or I'll listen to the polos and get caught up from the people that I love. And that, that another thing is another thing that kind of calms me down is connecting with people. You know, when I'm talking about connecting with clients through my coaching, but even people that I love. So at nighttime, I reserve that to just connect. It takes my stress levels down. It reminds me of the things that matter the most and those stressful things I can realize, oh yeah, I was really creating a big story with those. But as I walk and move and um, I kind of settle my mind and my brain, then I can, I can find those things that matter most to me. So 
the biggest thing that I just hope that you can take away with this is just, first of all, realizing that we're going to have anxiety in our life and that nothing's gone wrong. And even that in and of itself, when we can tell ourselves that, that it's okay, that will take it down one notch to start with. <laughs> and then recognizing that we don't have to resist it. We're going to become friends with it, right? And then the last thing is just like, what works for you? What works for you when it's around? What are some things that you've tried? When you've tried them, they haven't worked. You're like, yeah, that's definitely not going to work. Or even, you know, when you try it and you're like, I, w- I did way too much, maybe too stressed, right? <laughs> Like, that's what I'm saying with my business. I have to find a sweet spot because if I do too much and I get too stressed and the cortisol levels goes up high, but if I can find that happy medium, then I can find where it comes down. I actually get that constant dopamine hit, that well-being hit this beautiful because it's a trickle effect to everyone else. And I and it takes effort to do that and it takes work, but we have to kind of keep fine-tuning, finding that sweet spot till we find out what works. So we commit till we figure out what works not that we're going to take anxiety out, but that what works when it's here, because then we can still get to what we want, right? I always talk about the ACE model, right? The awareness to commitment to excellence. And we can get to excellence knowing that we can feel any of the emotions that we're going to feel, that they all have a purpose and not any of them are bad or good. But if we want to acknowledge they're there and then use it intentionally to direct the way we want to go, we will get to excellence with all the feelings (laughs) and that we don't have to be scared about those. And that when we're not, it will really actually help those that perceive stress in our life to actually come down lower and to be able to enjoy life fuller. And that's why like we talk about elevating because we have the ability to elevate when we can get a handle on it. We lean into it. We figure out how to move through it. Then we get to what we want. And it's, it's not like once we get to what we want, we're like, glorified. We're going to do that cycle over and over and over again. But when we accept it, then I think it's a beautiful gift because then we're like, all right, well, I'm learning how to do it better. So every time I get better at this, then I can excel even more. Right. So I'm, first of all, like I always said, I'm my first student, I'm my client, but this is just super helpful. As I talk about these things that help, I can notice that even my own cortisol levels, my own stress level comes down a little lower and that just talking about it helps me realize like everything's going to be okay. And that this is a part of evolving (laughs) as a human is learning how to work through the stress and really working on how I'm going to create that. And then once I create that story that I want, I need to take some action. Cause if I just, if I just stay spinning in my head and I don't take action, it actually makes my anxiety get a lot worse. So for me, I know that action is a part of it, like thinking and then, being like, I can take control. I'm going to be intentional. And then I take the action and then I'm moving forward. And so for me, I noticed action is a huge part of what I need to do to channel it and to generate it. So look at that for you, see what works for you. And I can't wait to hear about it. All you that have race anxiety or life anxiety, find what works best for you. Lean into it, find it, find some tools that work for you. And then just keep working on those and see that it can still take you to where you want to go. And I'll be back next week. All right. Bye-bye. How would you like to be a part of a team that elevates your life? That is what we do inside Team Elevate. And I would love for you to come be a part of it. Some of the things that we do inside the team is we create meal plans that work for your life. 
I also help you create exercise plans. And if you have signed up for a race, we design a plan that will get you across the finish line. The other thing we do in there is weekly group coaching. We have an option for one-on-one coaching. We do live retreats. We do ski trips. We get together and celebrate the bodies that we have and the things that we can do in our lives. And inside there, when we begin to work on our food and our exercise and we strengthen our body and our mind, we see how it elevates the relationship we have with us. And in turn, it elevates all the other relationships in our lives. So if you are interested in being a part of this team, we would love to have you. You can get onto my website at camibanks.com. That's Cami with a K. Or if you just want to jumpstart your weight loss right now, you can jump onto my Instagram at camibankscoaching and grab my free meal plan. So thank you so much for listening. If you enjoy this podcast, I would love for you to follow it so you never miss an episode. And I would love for you to rate and review it so others can find this and it can enhance their lives. And most of all, thanks for sharing your time with me today. Bye-bye.